Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey there, welcome to Minisode number 8 of Disability After Dark. Okay, I gotta tell you, these Minisodes are literally my most favorite thing, and getting letters from disabled people who are telling me their stories that I get to read back, it's such privilege. So thank you so much for writing in to me when I ask for things about this. It's really great. And I love that you trust me with your materials. And I, I love the idea that you want to write stuff about your disabled experience and have me read it back to you. I think it's great. So thank you so, so much. I was actually thinking, and I put it out on my social media, I was thinking about creating a whole podcast series about where you write in stuff and I just read it back to you. That's the whole episode because I think those are really, really cool and I want to do more stuff like that. So so let me know what you think about a whole episode like that. I was thinking about calling it either the Disabled Diaries pod or Disabled Dialogues. What do we think? Also, I had people who wrote in about Minnesota number seven who said they loved the sexy stories and people said they like were belly laughing with how funny how funny your em- embarrassingly awkward uh, disabled sex stories were. So if you have more of those you want to share, I'd love to do more of those. And I have a few that I saved from Minnesota seven that I'll bust out at another time. But thank you for sending those in. They were really really fun and I loved I loved recording that episode so much. For Minnesota number 8, I asked people to send me in their thoughts on everyday ableism and tell me stories about things that happen to them around everyday ableism. And I got an email that I wanted to, that I was specifically instructed by the person to use for Minnesota. Um, so I'm going to do that. It was a re- It's a really important one and it's about, it's about the workplace. And I think I want to bring it into a Minnesota. So here it is. I got an email from my friend Daniel, who follows my work and lives in Miami. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for writing in. So here's his email. He says, Andrew, I have a story that deals with ableism. I love it when you just get right to the point and you're like, I have a story that deals with the thing. Boom, boom. Here it is. Right at the point. No filler. Let's go. Super awesome. So he says, I was going to a job interview in which the person who was looking to hire me wasn't aware of my physical disabilities. I get there with paratransit or special transportation service. For those who don't know, paratransit is like buses door-to-door that the city or municipality will hire to specifically take the elderly or disabled people around to their appointments or to wherever they have to go. And it's usually, it's supposed to be door-to-door. It's supposed to be this great idea that every municipality had. But usually, they're really, they're late. They're never on time. And they usually, you're on the bus for like three hours trying to get home. 
they're usually a lot more trouble than they're than they're worth. But we use them all the. Ah, <laughs> uh, as I was coughing all everywhere, we use them all the time to get every to get around. He continues. The interviewer came out to the lobby and called my name, Daniel Caraval. I raised my hand and said, "Yes, that's me." He took a few seconds and called my name again. So I went up to him and said, "You called Daniel Caraval." He said, "Oh, it's you." He stared at me a few seconds and then said, "Come in." Now, sidebar: Did he stare at you the way people stare at you when they didn't realize you were disabled and don't know how to manage their own emotions around that? Because that's always fun when you're trying to enter a job interview and do something for yourself, and some person doesn't know how to properly treat you like like an equal fellow human when you're just trying to get a, to get a job. <laughs> it's just really, really. I'm so sorry that happened. I followed him into the room where he didn't even move a chair for me to get in. I had to push it out of the way so I can enter. Okay, just imagine this for th for those of you who are not wheelchair users. You're entering in th this interview to sit down with this person to maybe be hired for the job, and you enter the room, and they see they can tell you're in a wheelchair. Once they see who you are, they don't offer to move the chair that's probably going to be in your way, out of your way. I realize we're all, you know, we don't want to be quote-unquote offensive, but if it makes sense to move a chair out of the way for somebody, move the chair out of the way for somebody. It's okay. They're not going to be mad about it, I promise. And the fact that he didn't made it harder for Daniel to do his thing. That's horrible. That's really, really, <laughs> I mean, the visual is funny because I can picture you, like, sitting there, Daniel, and staring at the guy being like, um, are you going to move the are you going to do it or do I have to ask you to move the chair? Are you going to figure it out for yourself or do I have to actually ask you to move the chair? So yeah, I can I imagine that probably went on in your brain for a little bit. But then Daniel continues. He asked me various questions and the last question was the most hurtful of them all. Oh no, he asks me, if I was hired by this company, will you be able to complete the rest, complete with the rest of our team. Compete. Oh, I read it wrong the first time. I'm sorry. The question was, if I was hired by this company, will you be able to compete with the rest of our team? I looked at him and said nothing for a few seconds and thanked him for the job interview and left. He was a real jerk. The job was for a systems IT analyst. I had the experience since I was just laid off because the company I was working for closed down. What a fucking prick. He asked you if you could compete with the rest of the company when you clearly had the experience, which is why he asked you in for the interview in the first place? What an asshole. How... D wow, that's so... Wow, that's really... That's, that's some shady-ass shit, and I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry that happened to you. That should never happen. How dare you? How dare he? He assumed that you were not competent enough because you're a wheelchair user and maybe needed some accommodations. That's really gross. And Daniel continues, After I left this interview, I reported to the Equal Opportunity Center. Good for you. You should fucking report that guy. I'm glad you did. Because that kind of shit happens to us way too often, and that's not fair. And he... It's... 
you know, he shouldn't have been allowed to ask you that. I'm not sure if that's against the law or not, but he definitely should not have assumed that because you were a wheelchair user that you could not compete in this in this position, especially considering that you had a position similar before that. What a fucking douchebag. Sorry, that's just me sharing in our collective rage for you that these things even have to happen to, to us when we're just trying to go out there and make a living for ourselves. That's just really... I'm so sorry that people are like that. I have a really short story about when I was looking for a job after I left my job and I quit because they were super ableist um, and also because I was young and didn't care about the job so much. So I quit this job and I realized that I needed money so I wanted to get, to get another similar job at a call center. And I went in for the interview, much like you, on the paratransit bus. And I got I got there. I got up, got into the warehouse. And I'm sitting with the interviewer. And she goes to hand me a piece of paper. And as I get closer to her, she moves her chair away. She moved her chair far away. And then she went to hand me something. And instead of properly handing it to me, she like used one finger to hand me the paper as if as if handing me the paper properly would somehow give her like a disease it was really looking back on it it was hilarious but also it was full of like workplace ableism which i think should become a hashtag we should start a hashtag called workplace ableism i think that'd be great let's start that hashtag because i want to hear more stories like this because this happens far too often and it should never happen that way Daniel, thank you so much for sharing your story. And for those of you who want to write in to the Minnesota, I mean, that's the Minnesota right there. That's how we do it. You send in your stuff, and I read it back to you, and I support you wildly, and also speculate wildly on whatever it is you write about. So if you want to send in a Minnesota, you can send it in to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. You can tell me whatever you want about disability, and I'll read it back to you. This has been Minnesota number eight. Thanks so much for listening. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.